Alright, let's take a look at this Tupac revealing disturbing info about Biggie and Diddy's secret plot against him. Rare audio. I uh, found it on the Hip Hop News Uncensored YouTube channel. Let's see, let's let's see what he's getting at. This next part here is Tupac talking with the legendary Sway. Sway? What that one uh guy that's on what Shade 45 or you know the the, the, like the sway freestyles or whatever you know these these youtube uh videos uh you know i come across of these uh hip-hop shows like these radio interviews and this guy sway uh, he's the one that did the <laughs> this tupac thing let's see let's let's check it out much about puffy biggie and some of his issues you know with the east coast west coast beef now some of you probably heard this but some of you probably didn't I'm gonna let the tape roll after this, you know, and um, and move on to do what I gotta do. If you didn't already do it, make sure you like this video and share. Get with the Jews. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, people telling me to check out this video, you know, tell me what I think, um, you know, see what what, the, what this whole thing's about. Um, just like what Hitler did with the Jews. Biggie came at a time when they were open to somebody saying we're the master race and these guys are sh nothing and they're pretenders and this is why we're not making it in the business because of these guys. This is why we're not doing nothing because of these guys. So the East Coast really not hating us, really not knowing nothing about us, but just listening to their supposed to be leader, you know, listening to the person that was representing for them. Like, yeah, okay, well, Biggie, you know, you know, he's from Brooklyn, woo-woo-woo. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. And so all of a sudden people saying stuff that they didn't even know was what they was doing was like ending our, our culture where we started. We held it down for y'all. That's how I felt. I, I was in tears like, what? When y'all was out there on some, when LL was, was dancing with, with women in silver suits and niggas was on some other shit, which I'm not mad at because I might do that one day. And I love them niggas, you know what I mean? But I'm saying when you was being creative and wanting to try other boundaries, Wow, Tupac saying that he would probably go that direction of the whole LL Cool J, uh, uh, you know, uh, fashion and the whole uh, trend setting uh, with the pop icon, you know, pop star sort of look. Tupac was going in that direction if he didn't, uh, you know, eventually have the fate that he did uh, that lock, you know, that Las Vegas uh, night. He was holding it down with this whole. One more thing on the double up thing. Man, that's so profound what you're saying. But it's real, huh? It's real. It's so real. I never hey, thought about it. Hey, but it's realer it's, than it's what so brothers... It's so profound. They see, people think it's, it's realer than what they think. People you know? think I just got out of jail and was like, just because I got shot on the East Coast, I'm like, fuck the East Coast. Yeah. No. Right. Half the rappers from the East Coast was there when I got shot. Nobody knew a thing. That's just like you come into the hood and the police ask them what happened, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, I don't know. You know they lying. Mm -hmm. And all I was doing was like... Give me my proper etiquette. If Biggie was out here on the West Coast, he was in the studio with me, and we homeboys, and he got shot. No, I wouldn't tell him who did it, but he would want. I wouldn't go ride on the niggas who did it, but he would want to know who did it. Then mm -hmm. I'd be like, Look, man, these niggas from Watts did it. Woo, this is why they want to talk to you. When, when, when? That's how I do it. Just like when the niggas from the '60s wanted to get a stretch, I went to them personally and talked to them. Mm -hmm. I do it by the rules of etiquette. So I got shot. I'm like, Yo, what happened? Come see me in jail. Biggie all in the air to my ear pockets, my homeboy wound, but not seeing me. My homeboy Stretch is going to Biggie's concerts. Niggas is like abandoning me. But all in the air and on TV, they like, yeah, pop, rest, you know, keep the struggle on. I was like, yo, I'm starting to turn into like Slick Rick. Mm -hmm. Niggas is just going to act like I'm going to just be in jail and they're going to give me shout outs and try to take my position. And if you watch, that's... Yeah, that, that, that was a whole technique scheme 
with Slick Rick is that they would uh, call out his name. You know, that, you know, where do you think the whole free your homie, you know, uh, you know, uh, free whoever the hell it could be free little puppet. You know what I mean? It could be free uh, YG, uh, free Snoop Dogg, free, you know, what I mean? whoever goes to prison, uh, you know, but when Snoop Dogg beat the case, you know, what I mean, uh, that was a whole thing, you know, what I mean, because he's, you know, got these high paid lawyers, you know, uh, you know, there was a lawyer that was working for uh, death row at the time. And, you know, there's all kind of documentaries on it you could take a look at on YouTube even. Google search and find all kind of different stuff. Um, but pretty much, uh, yeah, you know, using a, a rapper's name as clout, you know, and, and saying free your homie. Uh, you know, the origins of that in, in hip-hop um, was with Slick Rick and how he was just, his name was just used as kind of like a, a scapegoat sort of poster child sort of phrasing to rally up people's support and stuff. Listen to it. I, I, I was there, nigga. I trained the nigga. He used to be under me like my lieutenant. The nigga, I used to come into your, I used to do shows and let the nigga come on before I did keep your head up and get around. Because uh -huh. nobody knew the nigga in New York. Uh -huh. And I used to tell a nigga, yo, if you hey, want to you know, make your money, I'm, I'm, you got to rap for the bitches. Do not rap for the niggas. Yeah, I told yeah, yeah. nigga, don't rap for the niggas. Rap for the bitches. The bitch wow, you hear this? This is the, the real inside uh, propaganda that uh, Tupac is revealing to this infamous, uh, uh, you know, journalist, I guess you could say, uh, interviewing these, these rappers in this 90s time period, you know, because Tupac's legacy and or his uh, career, uh, you know, spiking uh, only lasted a, a few years. So Tupac tells Biggie, you need to make the songs for the girls, like, not for the guys. That that that's an intense concept right there. Don't rap for the niggas. The rap for the bitches. The bitches will buy your records and the niggas want what the bitches want. So all of a sudden he changed from being So the So the guys want what the girls want as far as the music goes. So uh wow. That's like one of the hidden jewels right there. Uh fraternal order type of uh fraternal order type of concept. Nobody knew the nigga in New York. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell a nigga, yo, if you hey, want to you know make what? your money, I'm, I'm, you got to rap for the bitches. Do not rap for the niggas. Yeah, I told yeah, yeah. a nigga, don't rap for the niggas. The rap for the part. bitches. The bitches will buy your records and the niggas want what the bitches want. So all of a sudden, he changed from being, listen to party and bullshit. Listen to his style. He changed from that to Big Pop. Because of me. He had my album, Me Against the World, was the second one. He had the first one. I changed everything because Ready to Die came out and it sounded like my album. Mm -hmm. So when Ready to Die came out, Biggie's album Ready to Die came out, it sounded like a Tupac-esque album. Uh going hard on like a you know, like on a street level as far as talking about being a dawn and you know, having some sort of mafia sort of reference and showing you have gang ties and criminal organization type of uh themed uh grand design that the, were the soundtrack to uh the lives of people that were supposedly doing drive-bys and really living the life. Um, so it's interesting. He's he's talking about that. I came out and it sounded like my album. Mm -hmm. All my album was about you know dealing with death, mm -hmm. and then he came out ready to die. And I had to switch it. 
Wow. That's why it was less East Coast rap, East Coast beats, because Biggie had just took my shit. That's what, but you can listen to it. That's what, that, that was a success, too, because he took, I'm, like, listen, West Coast sound. We flipped it. I told him that. I told you know, him that. I trained. He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be thug life. All while he was coming up, I used to let him come on stage with me. He was screaming thug life. Hey, cause I he was like, I hate Canadian. Brooklyn. I hate New York. I'm mine with them niggas puppy cheating me. Woo, woo, woo. All of a sudden, he blew up, and he wasn't saying thug life. So I started getting mad, and I was seeing the niggas plays, and he was hugging me. Yo, Pac, yo, thank you. He was the only nigga that woo, woo, but he And he told me, like, about a week before I got shot, he knew the nigga that was shot me. And he was like, Pop, don't hang around this nigga. You know what I mean? You know, I walked in with the nigga that shot me. I ended up shooting me. He's like, Pop, don't fuck with this nigga, because I knew the nigga, too. He was my mm-hmm. co and uh, I was like, what you mean? He's like, I'll talk to you about it later. And we didn't talk. Ne- the next time I saw him was at the studio where I got shot. So I knew he knew what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Biggie, what happened? He kept sending me messages like a bitch, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to come see you. No, nigga, what happened? While I'm in jail, strangers is telling me, yo, you don't know? Biggie homeboy shot you. Because they bragging. They telling they niggas in jail. Yo, we just got popped. And my cousin was in jail in New York because I got family out there. He sit right there while the niggas get in the car going, yo, my homeboys just jacked that nigga Tupac. So that's how I knew, shot me what happened and everything. They mad because I know what happened. That's why they all, you know that's it's bigger enough than I rotten. That's why what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. I'm destroying them. I fucked his wife. I'm fucking them in the game. I'm destroying them. He lives by the rules of the game. He lives off a of mafia image. I'm bringing him, showing how he did. Totally disregarded the rules of the game, and he's everything but a mafia nigga. Mm-hmm. You reinventing that? Right. I'm showing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if anybody's a mafia yeah. nigga, me, nigga. I fucked your bitch. I took five shots. I went in your crew. I mean, I just what? Mm-hmm. I went to New York. They don't do shows out here. I went. I did Saturday Night Live. Y'all forgot? Live <laughs> in New York, where everybody knew I was gonna be there on stage, no problems. Went to the clubs, everything. Tupac on Saturday Night Live. I gotta check that out. I gotta track that down and see what's what, what's that all about, you know? In the middle of my West Side ride, you know what I mean? Because I'm real about it. I don't hate New York, but if y'all don't understand it, then fuck it, you get rolled over too. Because I hear y'all. I was in jail and I heard what they were saying on the radios. You know how we got the Wake Up show? Right, you know they got their own shows. They got their little mixed shows with. See all these different shows and from these different uh, major cities, you know, that they cover... A lot of different artists and you know a lot of rising stars and all that red alert and this nigga and that nigga and, and um what's his name um flex and i swear to god dog they used to ditch the west coast they had these commercials where they'd be like hey dog what's up dog and i used to be like in jail in new york on my radio like oh shit. <laughs> you know how you would feel if you heard your homeboy oh. home and just clowned you and i was like oh man Oh, and all my homeboys like, yo, puppy just did a show out here. I was like, how was it? It's like, good, we gave him love, we gave him this, we gave him that. He was talking all this unity shit. But then when they go home, they be popping Q-tip. Shit. They made all these underground tapes dissing us. Q-tip? Yes. Q-tip. So then when niggas ride back. Wow, Q-tip. One of those East Coast uh, lyrical, I guess you could say conscious rappers. <laughs> he was behind some of the, the Tupac, uh, the Tupac, uh, Satire, I guess you could say, that they, they, they put together. They want to talk about the culture and be hip-hopish again. But that's not fair. Mm-hmm. How you going to be bold? And that's what they all do. They all play badasses. 
Chino XL, he's talking about XL, which is like a super lyrical, uh, I think East Coast rapper. And I'm telling y'all beforehand, off the air, I'm gonna beat this nigga's ass. And everybody's gonna be talking about how wrong I am, how I haven't changed, but what am I supposed to do with a nigga disrespecting my manhood like that? See what I, I mean? It's like I can't get out the game. Just yeah, like I'm yeah. saying, just like Scarface and that, because Carlito's way, I want to be legit. I've got, we got restaurants coming up with Alana's Morris set, me, Snoop, Sugar, and Alana's nice. Morris set, open up a restaurant. Alana's is nice. I'm doing a soundtrack. Cool. My first soundtrack, I'm the music supervisor for this movie I'm doing. Woo! I got Alana's on there, Michelle, Inglacia, whatever her name. <laughs> all, <laughs> these, all these she alternative nice stuff, no rap. All this shit coming up, but what's going to reign supreme in 96 and 97 is the ride I'm doing. And it's not even like, I feel like I'm doing it for hip-hop. All I'm trying to do is get the imposters out. I remember Biggie sleeping on my couch. I remember begging bitches to fuck her. <laughs> wow, that whole concept. Even Soldier Boy spoke about it, you know, how he had Rich the Kid and Famous Dex sleeping on his couch. Tupac said it first. There you go. He said Biggie was sleeping on his couch. Wow. <laughs> oh! Feel me? Yeah. So, Big Papa don't mean nothing to me. He he even got the, you know, the Soldier Boy uh, reaction. Like, oh, what? The imposters out. I remember Biggie sleeping on my couch. I remember begging bitches to fuck her. <laughs> oh! You feel me? Yeah. So, Big Papa don't mean nothing to me. He know it. He know it. That's why he can't fight me. That's why he can't battle me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can make know, songs you know, talking exactly you know, about him. He can't talk about me because he know. He know you I'm know the one that used to buy him champagne. All that shit he talking, that was me buying him that. He talking about my lifestyle with his album. Because when he was doing his album, he was broke, nigga. I was having money. I, the, the shit he talked about was my life. Thug life. That's what he talking about. All that junior mafia, them niggas was young motherfuckers that used to hang around that I used to give money to to get on a train to go home at night. Little season and all of them. They came and all of them. Yeah, so now they rapping against me. and You can imagine how I fucking feel. When, when I got arrested you, in New York, I got arrested for Biggie. Them guns in my room was Biggie's guns because them cowards left the room when they heard the police was downstairs and everybody left their guns in my room. So I got four guns in my room. Serial numbers scratched out and I did not snitch. I took that case. So you can imagine how I feel when I'm in jail for that case. And he out there living a mafia lifestyle, giving me no money, giving me no respect, giving me no tribute. Rolling with my road dog who was there when I got shot. I mean, come on. Wow, and that's the whole ploy, you know, put one in jail and the other one gets all the glory on the outside and that whole concept. All right, let's see what else they got. Man, I'm not paranoid. Mm -hmm. I'm not paranoid. Nah, nah, Y'all niggas know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you what it is is that them East Coast drug dealers got them niggas as extortion. Mm -hmm. I came and fucked up everything. Because mm -hmm. I dissed them niggas in the Daily News. They put a hit out on me. When the niggas tried to rob me, which is all they wanted to do, I knew what they told me. That's what they was telling me. Pop, they were sending me messages through my closest road dog saying, Pop, why did you fight them? They was just coming to take your shit. 
But I wouldn't let nobody take my shit, and I was strapped that day. That's what was, I couldn't put in the bottle. I had two, two double glocks on me. And when I pulled for my shit, that's when I got shot. And the reason I knew my homeboys set me up is because my homeboys knew I was strapped. The dudes came straight for me. My homeboys is behind the niggas. Like, they running for the sway. My homeboys behind the niggas, and they didn't do nothing. They knew I was strapped. All they had to do was grab the nigga, and I could have bust. But they got guns, so these niggas are coming for me, these niggas just sitting there. And they said, get, and these niggas dropped to the floor. I knew it was a setup. Nobody come downstairs to after them shot. And then after you shot, now how did, we, after you shot, you went up there, they looked at you like you was a ghost? Yo, when I walked upstairs, Sway, on everything <laughs> I love, I seen it in their eyes. I can never describe this look, but until you get shot and you see it yourself. Mm-hmm. Niggas looked at me like this. I walked out the elevator, because I walked out the elevator, I didn't know I was shot in my head or nothing. I, I wasn't, they said in the vibe interview, I was acting like I was in a movie. What they really trying to say is this nigga is raw. Mm-hmm. I got shot five times, came upstairs, did not know I had got shot five times. I thought I only got shot once. Yeah, dude, sound like you got a lot on your chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been so long since the bass heard from you. And I mean, that's why I'm giving it you. to you straight raw, because you got to go back mm-hmm. and tell them the shit that we ain't recording. I'm giving you that, you know, not to tell them the specifics, but, but you know when somebody calls you, go, yo, why did you do this? You know, they go, trust me, we talk to them, we know, mm-hmm. blam, blam, blam. Now y'all know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like they niggas on their radio stations know. Wow. So yeah, that was cryptic. There's no real conclusion to that. <clears throat> I mean, because we know the dude who um shot him or whatever had some sort of incentive. I don't know. Pretty crazy. Um, so, uh, just to close out this episode, um, let's take a look at this uh, YNW YNW Melly uh, case. I guess he killed his two friends and created this whole ploy to uh, make it look like a drive-by or something. Uh, Alright, so this just happened, look, so, so YNW Melly has just been arrested for allegedly killing fellow artist YNW Sack Chaser and YNW Juvie. Police in Miramar, Florida announced the 19-year-old rapper was charged with two counts of first-degree murder on Wednesday, February 13th. Police say Melly, whose real name is Jamel Demons, shot and killed his friends on October 26, 2008. His name is, uh, Jamel Demons. (laughs) <laughs> killed his friends in 2016 so two years ago he's been like this this is pretty much like a rising star they're comparing him to tupac and all that name is jamel demons shot and killed his friends on october 26 2018 another man oh it was last year wow 20-year-old Cortland Henry was also arrested and charged with murder in the case. Miramar police wrote on Twitter, Jamel Demons, a.k.a. YNW Melly, and Cortland Henry have been arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. The victims, Anthony Williams and Christopher Thomas Jr., were killed on October 26, 2018. The investigation, supported by forensic evidence, has concluded that Demons shot and killed Williams and Thomas Jr., and that Demons and Henry staged the crime scene to resemble a drive-by shooting. Wow, so they put the whole plot together, and uh, I guess there was no cameras or no one to be a witness to this uh, atrocity, you know?
Miramar police spokeswoman Tania Ruz said Sack Chaser, whose real name was Anthony Williams, and Juvie, whose real name was Christopher Thomas, were last seen alive at 3.20 a.m. on October 26th in Fort Lauderdale. According to the South Florida Sun Centennial, the two suffered multiple gunshot wounds and were driven to Memorial Hospital Miramar at 4.35 a.m. The hospital is located about 20 miles outside of Fort Lauderdale. Henry, the man charged alongside Melly, allegedly was a driver. Police claim Henry's initial statement to authorities didn't match with the evidence found in their preliminary investigation. Oh yeah, this uh, th th this kid's the one that just did that uh, music video with Kanye showing it in this in this little uh, <clears throat> hip hop XD uh, I guess report on this this Melly kid killed his friends. It's showing the Kanye music video, which is full of like iRobot transhuman uh, CGI. As a backdrop, no it's all green screen. You know, it's all green screened out, showing you the artificial illusion and just the whole staging. Uh, you know, the, the or the scripted um, scenarios. Revealed as of Wednesday, on October 27th, one day after the shooting, Melly mourned the victims' deaths on social media. They took my brothers from me over jealousy. He wrote, "I know y'all watching over me." It's hashtag YNW for life. At YNW Sack Chaser One. At YNW Juvie for life and after. They want to see me break down and stop. Twenty-year-old Cortland Henry was. So I mean, in, in I mean, in in other words, you can literally say that these two kids were like blood sacrifices. Um. So he made this post right here. They took my brothers from me over jealousy. I know I'm watching. I know y'all watching over me. Uh. You know. You know. He, he gives a shout out to the two guys that died. Um, they want to see me break down and stop, or in jail, or in a box. They still need me, and their parents need me, their family need me, and we never again. Um, something, my slimes. Wait, what? Yeah. What? He said what about his slimes? My twins, my slimes. Hashtag thank you. My, my twins, my slimes, he called them. Wow, his 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 sacrifices really, his twin pillars, um, you know his uh, his uh, you know the, what what paved the way really for him to have this kind of outcome. But um, I guess even this, he's you know who knows this case might get dropped. There might not be enough evidence, but it's concluded according to the post that the forensic, the you know the sheriff's office or whoever made the post. Still remains on his Facebook to this day. So yeah, what do you guys think? Could this possibly have anything to do with Melly's breakout hit single "Murder on My Mind"? Or wow, he's got a hit single called "Murder on My Mind." <laughs> so let's end it right there. Thanks for listening. This is Wise Words with Yours Truly. Took a look at the Tupac interview, the the cryptic uh, Sway interview, and uh, just covering this this YNW Nelly. Melly, uh, you know, overnight, uh, double murder, uh, case that was dropped on, you know, and he was, he was charged with, uh, you know, police are saying he killed his two friends in a way to, uh, create a whole, uh, scenario and paint the perfect picture and develop a narrative that the people will fall in love with and be like, wow, his two friends got killed, you know, in, in the, you know, because people were trying to kill him. 
wow. And then the picture they give you for uh, this Melly character. If, if, you, if you go look up the before they were famous, one of those videos. Before they were famous, uh, this Melly character looks like a damn alien. His little picture when he's a little kid. Yeah, looks like some sort of groomed agent of some kind. Pretty strange stuff. Tell me what you guys think. Peace.